and welcome to Soberholic Podcast. This show is designed to address topics that will encourage, equip, and inspire you to explore life's most difficult topics and overcome your biggest challenges. Today, your hosts, Roger and Jason, will share from their own experience how you can find hope and healing in recovery. Welcome back, Soberholics. We got a good show lined up for you today. Um, Jason, man, it's, it sounds like we're going to be doing something we've never done before. We have never done it. Ever. In like uncharted in waters. We tend to do this a lot, but we did practice a little bit. Yeah. And so we think it's going to go well, but we're going to be doing our first ever phone interview, and it's going to be with some of the, the, the new equipment that we bought not too long ago, but it's going to be our first ever, um, what am I trying to say, phone interview, phone interview. with yeah. an, an artist yeah. this time. Yeah. Um, not the whole band, but we will be bringing in a member of Sonship, and... I don't know how you found this band, but I remember right when we first started talking about the podcast, you mentioned the band Sonship and that you were a follower on Facebook. Is that how you found them? Yeah, just I don't know how Facebook, you know, knows what found, you like. Facebook and found you, right? Yeah, Facebook found me and I saw I saw this band and then I saw that they were recovery oriented and I was like, Well man, that's pretty neat. And so I started listening to their music and um, been kind of following them ever since. And so we're going to be doing an interview with them, or with him, actually, not them, but with him. And through that, we're going to be talking about their new upcoming album that's going to be releasing here in just about a week or two. And so I just say we, we'll go ahead and do it, man. Let's yeah. get to the show. Let's do it. We are going to be talking to Sam Allen from the band Sunship. Hey, Sam, how's it going? It's going well. How are you guys doing? Very good. Good. Glad to be here. Yeah. So this is uh this is kind of a, a neat interview for me because I feel like I have like a ton of stuff already in common with you. Um, I'm I'm in recovery. I'm a worship pastor full time, and so are you. So I feel like yeah, we have like a lot of a lot of things going on. Um, you know that is very very unique so so tell me a little bit about where you're a worship pastor at and how did you talk them in to actually hiring you with a with a, a recovery background <laughs> that's a good question so i'm a worship pastor at a church called lake city's community church in a town called rowlett texas which is outside of dallas like 15 20 minutes and uh i essentially i was about two and a half years in recovery when I uh, got into this worship pastor position where I'm at. And uh, this is my first like ministry position. And uh, so I met with the elders and just, I knew that I was going to have to tell them before I got hired that I had background in sexual addiction and uh, just had a recovery background. And that was close to my heart uh, just as far as ministry went as well. And so, I uh, just kind of said, this is kind of in generalities what I've struggled with. So if that's an issue for you guys, then like, I understand, but uh, this is who I am and this is my background. And they were all just very like, Oh no, that's no problem at all. Like we all have issues. And so that, that was a big sign that also helped my wife and I know that the church is going to be a good safe place for us. And uh, it has been, we've really enjoyed our time here so far. 
Yeah, that was that was kind of my experience. I knew I was at the right church when they didn't they didn't really bat an eye about any of that stuff. Well, check it out, Sam. <laughs> I, I I am not on a praise team, a music team, or anything team when it comes to um, anything with music. But um, like beforehand, I, it's obvious that you played music. But what kind of music did you play? Was you in bands before you took the worship pastor position there? Yeah, so I was I was playing in worship bands um, and in secular bands, kind of a mix of both. Um, I was involved in the church before I got into recovery. Um, I was sort of an undercover addict, if you will. Okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, I was acting like I was living for Jesus, but I wasn't really living for Jesus for quite a while. Yeah, that's cool to hear because, like, for me, I, I ran from the church because my background was with drugs and alcohol, and I had a lot of resentment against God, so I didn't want anything to do with the church building. So it's cool to see how, you know, just your progression there was even within the church, and then God still used you in a different, you know, a different way as you've been going through recovery. Yeah, so for what, sure. so what yeah. was the, what, what drove you into recovery? So, um, my journey with addiction, I, I accepted Christ at a young age and, uh, got baptized and went to a church that I felt like, you know, still feel like had good theological grounding and, uh, I knew what it meant. But, uh, at the time, this was before I discovered pornography or anything like that. And, uh, so I was really a pretty, I was a definitely a rule follower and, when I accepted Christ, I didn't feel like I really had to change my lifestyle at all. Cause I really like, I was like a pretty good kid. And then suddenly I discovered, uh, porn and, uh, really before that pre porn kind of stuff and eventually got into porn and frankly just found something that I was enjoying a lot more than I ever enjoyed church or Jesus or Bible reading or any of that stuff. And, uh, just thought, well, I thought I had found the meaning of life, but like this, this seems like it's better. Um, so that continued to progress more and more over the years. I got married eventually and, uh, lied to my wife about, uh, my status with all that. And, mm. uh, she thought I was clean and, uh, I wasn't and, uh, lied my way out of some close calls a couple of times. And then finally God just ambushed me, um, a little over five years ago and uh, I was half asleep and my wife had been having a conversation with a friend of hers whose husband was struggling with pornography. And uh, at this point, my addiction progressed uh, past the flesh line once or twice and uh, just, it, it really grown into more than just a porn addiction. And uh, so I, and I was just feeling tired and uh, I was half asleep and told my wife a little bit of the truth. And uh, she was perceptive enough with that little bit to keep digging. And uh, then she, it was, it was an ultimatum thing at first. It was like, a, if you want to stay with me, then this is what it's going to be. This is how it's going to be. We're going to, you know, you're going to find a group and we're going to, our, our pastor, pointed us toward a 12 step group and uh i got involved in that it's, cool. frankly at first thought it was kind of silly but it didn't take long for me to realize that <laughs> thinking that i was just being prideful right i know there early on with um well 
like in the church, if you look back 20 years ago, if you if anyone was to talk about like alcoholism, it was always like an unspoken prayer request that nobody really wanted to talk about it. And now with ministries mm-hmm. like Celebrate Recovery and other 12-step groups you see inside churches now, it becomes the norm to talk about at least drugs and alcohol. But I still see in recovery circles that I'm a part of, um, when you begin talking about sexual addiction, Many people still, like any others, there's the shame and guilt that come with it, but it's almost like it's there's a lot of shame to even talk about it. Have you experienced a lot of that yourself? Yeah, it's I have experienced that. It, it kind of I kind of yes and no. So in a broader sense, yes, I have. But it's funny because anytime I sit down with another guy and have a conversation about it. Um, there's, there's been a handful of situations where I'm sort of met with radio silence. Like the guy clearly feels awkward that I'm talking about it and, uh, would rather just like run away. But <laughs> mostly, <laughs> yeah, but most of the time, uh, that vulnerability really begets more vulnerability from them. And even if they're not struggling sexually, it really tends to just open things up, um, in a cool way. That's awesome. So what what led you, while you're in on your recovery journey, what led you to begin thinking about forming a band and, and writing music? Well, so I'd, I've been a songwriter for a long time. I've, I've written songs since I was fairly young, and just, it's just kind of part of what I do. And so naturally, when I got into recovery, the songs I was writing started being about things I was going through and learning in recovery. And, uh, I, our first, our first album as a band is based on the 12 steps and, uh, 12 songs based on the 12 steps. And, uh, I didn't set out to do that, but as I was writing some of the songs, I started to realize that some of them lined up somewhat with some of these steps and, uh, kind of filled in the holes and with some other songs. And, um, a friend of mine, not a close friend at the time, but a guy I knew was another musician and I knew he had recently gotten to recovery from, for some, uh, sexual related issues as well. And so just reached out to him and said, Hey man, I've written some songs like about my recovery journey, but you want to get together with some other guys and like mess around and see what happens. And, uh, things kind of progressed from there. We got with a few other guys that were believers, but, um, are not necessarily in recovery, strictly speaking, um, but uh, are recovering from their own just life issues. And uh, we just started playing and eventually started playing out places and uh, decided to record our first album and things just kind of progressed from there. Yeah, that's that's what got me excited about y'all's music when I first came across you. I, I think I discovered y'all on Facebook somehow, you know, Facebook knows everything you're interested in, in a really (laughs) creepy way. Um, (laughs) So I I came across you guys and I was like, man, they wrote an album off the 12 steps and 12 songs and I listened to it. And I was like, that is, that is so incredible that, you know, we can, that God uses, you know, 
our our mess, you know, to to get across his message and to to help people find hope and healing that can only be found in him. And so I, I I've been listening to you guys for a little while, and I noticed that you guys ha- you you all have a, an upcoming album um, that's coming out here soon. What, when is it coming out? It's coming out in a week or two, or. We do, yeah. It's coming out September sixth. So okay. yeah, just a little less than two weeks from today. Yeah. So and that album is a little bit. Um, you 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 kind of have to be in recovery to know what the uh, the title is. It's it's called Off the Pink Cloud. Correct. Yeah. Off the Pink Cloud. So so it, talk to us about your new album. What what is a pink cloud? So. Pink cloud to me is just as most people would know it is like a mountaintop experience or seeing the world through rose colored glasses, something like that. Um, and specifically in addiction, uh, my pink cloud and I feel like for a lot of people is sort of that sweet spot when withdrawal symptoms have faded somewhat, but you're starting to experience a lot of the freedom that, uh, being in recovery and working the steps and, uh, just practicing spiritual principles starts to bring. Um, and you're just feeling like, man, I'm sober. This feels good. This is, you know, sort of, it's sort of the high of sobriety, if that's a thing. And, uh, I feel like my, for me, my pink cloud was probably about a year into sobriety and maybe year two was just kind of the high of just really enjoying being sober and, uh, just sort of celebrating God in my life in a big way. Yeah. My first sponsor, he talked to me a lot about that pink cloud and because I, this time around for me, um, it, it came pretty easy com- compared to other times. And I kept saying, look, there, there's no problem. There's no, like, I, I don't have any temptation. <laughs> and we would talk about that. And he said, look, you better get a pink parachute because you're going to come crashing down off that pink cloud. Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll never forget that because, you know, there have been those mountaintop experiences that I stayed at. And there's been those valleys that I've been in too. So I, I, I can definitely relate with both sides of that. Yeah, I can relate. I remember, the first getting my driver's my driver's license had been suspended for like three years or something and when i got my i had been sober maybe seven or eight months and i got my driver's license back and then everything started happening so fast i got a job you know i was moving up you know kind of quick as far as getting my stuff back and then kind of after i got all my stuff back then i was like oh wait um I have these emotions that I have to deal with now. And that's kind of when I started (laughs) crashing off the pink cloud pretty hard. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. So what would you say are some ways to avoid the pitfalls of the phenomenon of the pink cloud in recovery? Yeah. So I think, uh, a big part of it is just, you know, being aware that it's happening and like, I don't, personally, I don't think the pink cloud is like a bad thing. Like it's sort of a, it's a blessing like that we get to enjoy the pink cloud. But yeah, at the same time, you. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Agree so it's just, you know, like, like your sponsor said, you better have a pink parachute. You do. I think having a plan, uh, to what, what am I going to keep doing, um, consistently regardless of how I feel. And, uh, you know, so just, committing beforehand to maybe for me, you know, with going to a certain amount of meetings a week, it's, uh, making sure I'm 
staying current with uh, other men in my life and with my wife and uh, still praying, still in the word, like the same principles that I was practicing when I uh, was on the pink cloud, I, to the best of my ability, need to keep practicing those principles and trust that, uh, that that's going to continue to work because it's what worked at first. And maybe some things can change, but uh, overall, I can't let my feelings dictate what I'm going to do tangibly to pursue God. Yeah. I, I know my wife, um, who's not in recovery, actually helped me um, with when I kind of came off the pink cloud, she helped me and she still does this from time to time when I'll get kind of discouraged. And I, I think I'm not progressing fast enough. You know, I, I, I suffer from the addiction of more. I always want more. I need to be growing this amount in this year and I need to be doing this next year. And I'm just, I'm just naturally never satisfied, which is, um, right. you know, a lot of people, um, most of the human race, really. But she always helps me to look back on how far I've I've, I've came in the last few years. And, you know, she kind of reminds me that, hey, you know, you're not it's not going to be you're not going to progress the amount you did in the first few years because things get so much better because they were so bad when you first came into recovery that it's not going right. to it's not going to keep, you know, exponentially going up you know i'm i'm in maintenance mode now and so i can expect you know the you know some some mountaintop experiences but i can also expect now some some lows as well yeah absolutely i really relate to that wanting to wanting to you know grow all the end for me even having the temptation to it sounds absurd, but to relapse so that I can experience rapid growth again. That's good. Now, one of the things that me and Jace was talking about before we um, called you up and got you on the show today, he was, um, we were looking through your, your uh, web um, website. Boy, I'm just losing my words here, but I was looking at your website and, and this is really just more of a selfish question to ask you than, than anything else is, he was telling me that you was already a worship pastor. Then you tell me about your wife now. Um, do you have children? We do. Yes, we have one. Uh, I guess he's almost eighteen months now. So wow. one little boy. So you've got church. a wife, a child, a worship pastor, and from your website, like you're traveling a lot right now. I mean, w- with the band, it, it's tough to yes. to make time for all this, right? It is. So we, our website may currently be deceptive because we are, we tend to right now we're kind of on the, like we do one, like two week tour a year and that's about to come up here. So it currently looks like we're going to be traveling more frequently, but usually we're not on the road all that much. Uh, so I was like, it, man, uh, they're tearing it up out there. <laughs> this is every yeah. month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should have just held yeah. that and not yeah, even said nothing. You, I mean, you look like you was on, on point with like third day there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it was like y'all were everywhere. And I'm like, how can they get everywhere and yeah. do all of this? <laughs> That's a good question. No, we're not superhuman or anything. So this, this month will be particularly exhausting. Yeah, we, we do some mini tours and uh, we may, we'll see what God has with that. We're right now, that's kind of where we're at and we, are grateful for it and 
So, I'm not. I'm not honestly looking to be touring all the time. Be in a way. So are y'all are y'all driving that or you're flying or because a lot of that's a long ways from you. I saw some New York yeah. and stuff like that. So um, I can't see that you would drive driving that distance. It. No, we're we're driving it. We're driving Whoa. all of it. My car and a trailer. Yeah, it's going to be some band bonding time. We'll have fun. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to work through some resentments by the time you get done with right. all those guys in the car that long. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, sure, your, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully your sponsor's we'll not have a new one album of the band members. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool, man. It really is. Um, so um, ha- have you got a lot of good feedback from – I saw you've put some like snippets, um, previews of your, your upcoming album. Have you been getting some good feedback from it? We have. I think our, our first album, we were pretty uh, anxious to release something, and so we just spent less time and less money on our first album, just getting it out there to have something out there for people to listen to. And this one, we were able to really take our time um, and spend a little more on it. And so uh, we sent it out to some different people that support us on a monthly basis and uh, they've gotten just a lot of positive things from them. So we're excited to release it generally real soon now. So yes, we have. Well, it, it sounds good. Production has sounded really well. And I don't even know what I'm talking about when I say that. Like <laughs> y- y'all have a musical ear and I don't, but it does sound really good to me. So, um, you know, take it for what it's worth. And um, I, I, I hope that you get a lot of uh, of good feedback and continue to get that. And I hope you, you reach a lot of people because the message is spot on in my life for sure. Definitely. Well, thank you. That's encouraging. Yeah, we, I've I really enjoyed what I've listened to so far, and I and I think it's needed. You know, there's there's so many you know believers that, especially now with Celebrate Recovery, you know, gaining so much ground in the last ten years. As far as you know, just I mean, there's what thirty thousand Celebrate Recoveries across the country. I think it's over forty now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, um, and that's something we've kind of discovered with our podcast. There's there's people who want you know. Um, they want recovery, you know, through through different ways. They want to listen to a podcast about recovery. They want to listen to to music that's a that's about recovery, about Christ centered recovery. And so we 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 love it. We think it's a great thing, and wish God's blessing on, on you guys and and safety on your tour that's coming up. So now we would like to ask you what we call our final four questions. Okay. So our first first question is, can you name a book other than the Bible or a movie or a podcast that has changed the way you look at an area of your life? So the movie, it's a movie for me, and it's a a movie you may have never heard of. It's a a musical called The Man of La Mancha, Hmm, which is like based on, it's it's based on Don Quixote, which I have not read Don Quixote because it's just crazy long and I'm not going to dedicate that much time. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so this, this, yeah. So this musical is, uh, essentially Don Quixote is just a crazed old man and he, uh, decides that he's going to be a knight and he goes around and he tries to help people, but everyone just thinks he's absurd. But, uh, by the end of the movie, he does really end up impacting a few lives just by like sort of believing that like he's important and that, uh, he has something to offer and uh, that he's like fighting for a cause greater than himself. And uh, for me, just with sexual addiction, a lot of the roots of that for me coming from shame um, that 
idea of just really being unafraid of uh, really giving his full effort and uh, just trying, um, even when people sort of think you're a little bit crazy. Uh, it, it's just really inspiring to me. I can't watch the movie without like welling up. And of course, the fact that it's a musical and me being a musician, I'm biased towards that as well. I'm a total sucker for musicals. And so what was the name of the, uh, of the movie again? It's called Man of La Mancha. Man so of La Mancha. My wife hates it. She thinks it's just like not great. But hey, you're like okay. the first person that's ever picked a movie on here. Usually, it's a book that we hear, and so you're you're the first ever on the show that's picked a movie, and then you picked a musical. And so I, I'll be honest, my curiosity's peaked at least. Uh, so that's the reason I was asking again. Roger's going to watch it now. Well, I'm probably yeah, going to be like your out. wife and hate it, but either way, you know. <laughs> I, I do want to watch it. Uh, at least give it a shot. Yeah. So, I, like, I, I've never done a musical. I mean, like, I don't know that I've ever watched any musical. So. Don Quixote is a is an opera, isn't it? I yeah, think, yeah, I think, I, think I believe so. I think there is I one. I think yeah. I've seen it before, but that was a long time ago. Anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> let's go to question number two, which is if you had a blank billboard to share advice with the world, what phrase would you put on it? So for this, I, I wouldn't, I, I, so the words I would put on the billboard are just, you are important, which isn't really advice, but it's because I'm honestly, I really hate it when people give me advice. And I'm grateful to have had sponsors that are good at giving <laughs> me advice without giving me advice. Um, so, and the reason for that is when, I started seeing a Christian counselor uh, when I got into recovery. And uh, really for me, a revelation was, even though that sounds simple, is the idea that I'm really important, both just as a human and God ultimately values me. And uh, just, I think a lot of the reasons behind why people have a lot of the behaviors they have, whether it's criticizing others or addiction or whatever uh, has to do with, them just like selling themselves short, whether it's uh, seeking attention um, and or you know trying to find value or excitement from something other than God. Uh, because ultimately, for me, it was I felt like that's about what I was worth was what I was seeking out, and uh, I didn't know there was something richer and better. Yeah, that's that's yeah. really good because, you know, for me, I, I just felt like I had no value because I was trying to define myself with my my struggles. And once I saw who I was in Christ and I found my identity in Him, then it was a it was a game changer for me. And there's still times I get back yeah. into that, but um, today I, I try to see more of of how He sees me rather than how I see myself because I'm probably my worst critic. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's me too. So number three question, third question is when talking about the 12 steps, what is your favorite step? So my favorite step is the first step, um, just because it helps me still to just remember that I'm powerless over a lot more than just lust, which is what I came into recovery for. But, uh, I, you know, get, being off the pink cloud and uh, just, I think my tendency right now is not towards sexualism, but like workaholism. And uh, mm. I just want to be able to do it all. 
and uh, I, you know, as as you guys were pointing out, was looking at our website and calendar. Um, <laughs> so, um, just reminding myself that you know I, I I can't do it all, and God, like you're ultimately in control of all of this, and I'm just here just to serve you and do my best, and but just just that word powerless really just resonates with me still. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's definitely, that's the one, that's the step they say you have to always work a hundred percent. You can never, never just halfway do that one. And that's something that I'm, you know, just exactly what you said. Um, I, I have tendencies to get myself a little too busy, um, at times. And I don't know if I'm trying to make up for, um, you know, inadequacies, inadequate. I don't I can't say that word. Inadequacies. Is that it? That, is that it. a word, or is that just like totally. Alabama coming through? <laughs> it was close <laughs> enough. <laughs> inadequacies. That does. That can't be a word. Anyway, Definitely. sometimes I feel inadequate. There, I could say it like that. I feel inadequate <laughs> a lot of times, and I, and I feel like I try to use busyness to kind of cover that up. And so that's definitely a good reminder for me too. And then the last question is um, number four is how can people reach you and how can people find your music? Yeah. So if they, if you want to connect with us, we're on all the major social media platforms. We're probably most active on Facebook. Um, and, but our website is sunship.band. There's no.com. People get confused by that a lot. So it's, literally just sunship.band what we are and uh we're on instagram twitter and facebook and spotify itunes all the all the normal things unless there's some new cutting edge social media thing that i'm not cool enough to know about yet <laughs> yeah so you're you can stream on all the major streaming services when your album comes out you can you can watch you can listen to the first album that's on the 12 steps and then um, here shortly, you'll be able to, to listen to their their sophomore album. As I use a music uh, industry term, there like that. Yeah, good yeah. job. Look at you. <laughs> Although this this show will actually come out next Monday. So you, what? When did you release? We will be releasing September sixth. So I guess it'll be the Friday after that. So I'm just be for four days after yeah, the show oh, comes yeah. good so, timing yeah. So good to, yeah this will release next monday so it'll be right right, right before it releases yeah then. we'll put a when we post uh we'll put a link to your website on there so all of, all of our listeners can can get to consuming some good stuff and um and sam it's been so great to talk to you and hear about what god has done in your life and not only that but just how he has redeemed your life and and, and redeemed it for a purpose to share this message of hope and healing that can only be found in him through, through your music and through your testimony. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you guys having me on, giving me a chance to share about our ministry and just chat. It's been fun. Yeah, definitely. So go ahead, Roger. All right, man. Yeah, it was good talking to you. Nice to, to hear the great things that are going on. So, um, man, if there's anything we can ever do for you, um, reach out to us anytime. Awesome. Same here. Thanks so much. All right, guy. We'll see you later. Bye. So, what do you think, Jason? Uh, I think Sam brought some really good things to the table. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, since my addiction background is with drugs and alcohol, 
I forget that, you know, recovery is kind of a, a similar experience for everybody. I, I just didn't expect that, you know, you could have a different addiction and still, you know, have the experience of the pink cloud. That's what, kind of what I was taking away some from it is that, you, you know, recovery is kind of a universal experience. You know, there's a lot of similarities that we go through on our recovery journey, no matter what the addiction is. And I think that's one reason this podcast helps so many different people is because recovery is recovery. And so if you're struggling with something in your life, you know, it's the process, the 12 steps that Sam used, the 12 steps that we use, the same 12 steps that he's writing a song about. Those are the steps that we we work through to find recovery. And, you know, the cool thing that I I noticed about Sam, and he mentioned some of his other um, band people, not by name, but the, the band members in general, said one of them all so struggle with with um, sexual addictions, and it was it kind of reminded me of me and you of of, of as God is taking is taking our our brokenness and our struggles, and God turned it into a ministry for Sam, just like he's he's turned this in to this 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 podcast into yeah. just something that could be beneficial. Yeah, and that's something that only God could do because we're not smart enough to. To do that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, because if you had told me that when I was trying to get sober, I'm like, no, yeah. no way would yeah. that ever be part of my thing. It was too much shame. Yeah. And just like I'm sure Sam experienced shame in the beginning, God could take that and use, you know, that all that mess to make a message. Yep. And I believe he can do it with our listeners as well. And so, you know, if you're out there and you're still stumbling around in a struggle or in some misery and a hurt habit or hang up, there is hope. And I I hope that maybe um, by listening to Sunship's new album that's, that's coming out, you can find some, some gratitude in, in what God's doing in your life, but also some encouragement in what God can do in your life. So that brings us to the close of another one, Jason. Yep. Well, I'm Roger. And I'm Jason. And we're signing out of here. Thanks for listening to Soberholic with Roger and Jason. If you like the show and want to know more, check out SoberholicPodcast.com. Please remember to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next week, Soberholics. Soberholics.